This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. 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 All right. You know what? I'm not trying what? anymore. What? You're not trying You're... at all? You're just giving up? I'm giving up. Hmm, that seems great. Or look, it's brought to you by you, our Patreons at Patreon. And it, it is really, as we're going into our third year, and Dan and I are about to have another planning meeting where we set up exciting. It was this time last year, Dan, that we set up our new system. We started going weekly. We set up the Patreon. Yeah. And Dan and I are about to have another one of those meetings where we take it all up a notch again. Who knows what could happen? Certainly not us. Definitely not us. Definitely Maybe not you us. do. You might. You. Um, you. But we really appreciate what you do. And if you can contribute like a dollar, you know, that's amazing. Five dollars, you become, you get extra content. Uh, it goes up from there. But every dollar goes towards um, this. It's, it's absolutely, true. we are, you know, um, as scrappy as it gets. And we really appreciate it. We do at patreon.com slash says who. And also coming to our Town Watch Patreons, uh, Amy Carter Shoe has opened up a small consulting practice. And if you leave questions, she will be making some videos giving advice. So you can um, you can leave your questions on the Patreon page and she'll be making uh, periodic videos helping you out with your problems. What could possibly go wrong? She has a very healthy attitude towards life, and I feel like her advice will be solid. Definitely. Patreon.com slash says who. Hello, I'm Maureen. You know it. We've been here. Books. I write them. You read them. Sometimes you write them. Sometimes I read them. It's a circle. It's the circle of reading. Listen, the Truly Devious series is about to come to a close. I just finished copy edits for The Hand on the Wall. It's coming out in January. The books are Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stair, The Hand on the Wall. That's the trilogy. The books one and two are out now. You could read them. You could read them right now. You could stick them in your face. They're pretty fun. And I'll be going on appearances in January. I'll be all around. I'm going to be, Dan, I'm never going to stop moving basically from the end of September on. I, I'm in a continuous stream of movement. That that always works out well for you. It, Dan, it's going to be fine. <laughs> sure. Shut <laughs> Shut up, Dan. Books. Shut up, Dan. Books. <laughs> Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. Hello. Oh. Hello. Hello. It's me. Who? The Queen. The Queen of England? Yes. That, wh wh this is quite a quite an exclusive we have. Yes. I'm not supposed to talk about politics. I'm okay. not supposed to give my views. Okay. Well, what but what I are came, you here for? I came here because no, because what I figured they'd be under the radar. That's definitely just, true. Who else am I going to talk to? Philip? Have you seen Philip? He's, he's just sort of like a yeah. He's like a mummy. Yes, he's like a weird skeleton man. I can't talk to him. He's insane. No, I came here to talk to you. It's Sylvia. I've been listening. Well, that's a that's what this is really something right here at the top of the show. Yes. yes. Queen of England. It's Brexit. Things seem like they're not going super well there. Yes, we've got the shits. 
What's wrong with us, Dan? I don't know. We're children. We're fucking children. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm worried. I was pretending to be the queen, Dan. Oh, man. I thought you really were. I thought this really was the queen. I figured she was hanging no. out in a small New York apartment. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if she is just hiding out somewhere. I mean, I think she fucked off to Scotland to just not. I mean, she goes there every summer, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere near this mess right now. And we'll no, get to it. Says we, will. we will get to it. We are going to get to the Brexit mess. We're going to get to it all, Dan. We are. But first, we're coming out uh, a little late today. Yes. Because you had a book deadline yesterday. And mm-hmm. did you meet it? I'm excited to know the answer. Yes. Whoa! Nailed it. I thought, I thought it was going to be a no. Nope. Nailed it. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yes, I turned in the... So when you get when you write a book and it goes through a couple edits, then it goes into copy edit. And once you get back is a baffling document. Uh, all publishers use Word and track changes. And, and you're not allowed... So you get back a document that has hundreds, if not thousands of bubbles because they have to record every single thing that they do in it. So every comma, every change, every note, every question. And you can't remove any bubbles. Sure. You can, you can only add bubbles. So if they ask a question, you have to respond with another bubble. But oh. they, they need to be able to see because then they go through and examine each one. So then someone goes through and makes sure that every... So say they put in a comma. And I went through and deleted the comma. There would be a little bubble for me that says comma deleted. So they will then need to check that. So they every single bubble needs to be addressed. But then wow. not only are you just doing that, you're also putting in the changes that you want to make, which for me are always extensive. <laughs> so you have this unwieldy. I have had so many computers crash in the this part of the of the work in the copy edit part because it's these documents are so wobbly and insane um but yes yes it took about two weeks uh but it's done and i haven't been out i was down in philadelphia down but i was very much like once you go down the hole of editing you don't look good you wear <laughs> Anything you can find. It's it's just survival. I'm not going to lie to you, Dan. I don't want you to lie summer, to me, Maureen. I won't. I appreciate none that. Of this, none of this is about the news, okay. Dan. Should we just get, we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. Every, every summer, I develop a hack to get around heat in New York and walking around. And I buy some version of some clothing item that I'm like, this will be my summer thing. And... The last year, like starting last year, I started buying these harem pants, these like, yoga harem like pants. Like MC Hammer pants? They don't, the crotch is not as low. Oh. They're more, they're more yoga-esque, okay. but they're pretty cheap. Like they're 20, 30 bucks. Like they're pretty cheap, thin material, but they're super, they're basically pajamas 
that you can just about getting away get away with wearing outside. Oh, that sounds comfy. I oh, very, very, very comfy. They're 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 essentially outside pajamas, Dan. Um, I wear them all the fucking time, <laughs> and I look constantly like I'm on my like I've just I've lost my way to the festival. You know, I was on my way to a drum circle and I made a wrong turn. I had too many brownies and I made a wrong turn. And now now I'm in your neighborhood and you probably don't want me there. You know, you're you're sniffing the breeze when I go by going, is that patchouli? (laughs) Like that's that's me. And I have not been out of my harem pants for a week. They're great dog walking pants, but so much of my life bleeds from riding to walking dog Mm -hmm. that you're like, but why would I put on the fancy dress when I can wear these, these hippie pants and look like someone who probably has a jester hat somewhere inside of her house that she's worn seriously? <laughs> it's, you know, why not? Why not, Maureen? Why not? But hey, says who you, Maureen? Because I have clothes, Dan. I have adult clothing. Yeah. But when you write, you don't have to wear it. <laughs> I have skirts. I have dresses. I have dresses out the wazoo, Dan. I got so many dresses. Here's my question. When you wear outside pajama pants, do you mm-hmm. change to inside pajama pants at bed or you do you just lay down? Oh, excellent question, Dan. Yes and no. Sometimes... I, I'm very firm that you should never wear day clothes to bed. Okay. Like there's a line. So sometimes I will take them off and put on an identical different pair. So then you can just wake up and be ready. Because that's the night pair. But you should not wear the day clothes to bed. I have rules. All right. I... It's like I believe I've never allowed a television in the bedroom. Okay. You've got a code. But- but speaking of bedrooms, Dan, and this is the last non-news things I'll say. The reason we were late this morning was I was having bedroom furniture delivered. Yeah. Because we use as our bedroom set the set of the furniture set that I got when I was 14. Sure. Who needs which is to a change? Nice, it's a nice bedroom set. You know, it's like solid. It's like really good solid wood and stuff. It's nice. So like a picture of Sean Cassidy decoupaged on it. How how old do you think I am, Dan? I don't know. Weren't I guess no fourteen year olds weren't into Sean Cassidy at no. our age. We're the same what age. The fuck? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, maybe well, you were you just a, into retro shit at fourteen. Did you have a picture of Frank Sinatra <laughs> anywhere? <laughs> What, oh, yeah. did, were you in love with Rudolph Valentino? It's actually a Bay City Rollers bedroom set. <laughs> uh, okay. Each drawer uh, is the face of a different Bay City Roller. First of all, amazing. Second of all, pretty much no one will understand that reference. No. But I mean, maybe fifty. Okay, I, 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 Dan, what are we doing right now? Well, you were about we're to tell ta- us a story about your Bay City Rollers bedroom set. Okay, the, the long and short of this says Huvia is that look, I'm I I'm an author. I'm fancy, right? Like I live in Manhattan. I go, um, look at me, hotsy totsy hootsy tootsy, right? Yeah. 
That's what I say Wearing when people my... ask about you. That's exactly. I say she's hotsy totsy hootsy tootsy. Hootsy tootsy. Yeah. Well, that bedroom set fit the clothes of a 14-year-old girl. Sure. A 14-year-old girl who I might point out went to Catholic school, only ever wore a uniform, and really didn't have that many clothes. Yeah. Um, I've carried this thing with me, and we have been keeping, because I'm married, and there's two of us in there, and we have been keeping all of our like shirts and pants and jeans in this cabinet that was really for VHS tapes that came from somewhere in the mid-90s. So <laughs> we have always been shoved. Like we, it's a nice piece of furniture but it's entirely inappropriate for the job it's like so we just store all of our underwear in a cd tower honestly we we are about two steps above that so finally what always stopped us is we're like well we we either have to get rid of all this furniture which is a real pain in the ass in manhattan and also you know like to bring a whole new set it's really complicated I'm like, or we just need to suck it up and buy two pieces that aren't going to go with this, but we just need to get some drawers <laughs> for our clothes. That sounds like not a lot to ask. It took us so long. And finally, I was like, look, I think these will match enough. Let's buy them. So I bought them and they arrived this morning. It was a hard they, The truck had a hard time getting in. It's hard to get trucks parked. In it's so hard to get anything done in New York. Yeah. Like, Getting things into your house can be really complicated. They all have to get in elevators. And so they came in right before this. I'm pretty excited. It didn't match as well as I wanted, but I'm going to um, look at a bunch of like Instagram pictures and um, fancy it up. Because I'm an adult, Dan. I can buy furniture and stuff and put my clothes in. You can. It's a that's yeah. Live that life. I, it's not just me, right? Oh, it is definitely not you. We came back from our trip uh, this summer when we were out in our trailer, in a 27-foot trailer with two adults and a teenager and a toddler, and uh, came back, and the overwhelming feeling uh, between myself and Janice was, we live in squalor. <laughs> like suddenly increasing the uh, overall square footage uh, that we were living in did not feel luxurious. Instead, it felt messy. We sleep in a bedroom with a four-year-old, so you're already doing better than me. We sleep in a bedroom with a six-month-old puppy, and there are at least three bones in our bed at all time. (laughs) Perfect. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I laughed. It's not not a joke. I did. I laughed. Uh, By the way, shh. She's sleeping next to me right now. Everything's fine. Mm, we need to really move. We need to really move is what you're saying. Let's No, she's she's out. Let's discuss the thing that we kicked off last week says who you where you spend 15 minutes a day not on a screen, not staring into the gaping awful void that is current events and instead Doing other shit. Yep. I embraced it, Maureen. I have been doing it. I've been reading. We've been doing projects as a family. We made cake pops this weekend. What? I know. Because we've been we'd been watching a uh, an excellent TV show on 
Netflix called Nailed It, uh, which is a shitty baking show. And uh, they make cake pops all the time. And we were like, you know what? Let's make cake pops. Like, we have just been doing it. We have been doing it. I've been making sure to read every night. And before that, I've had nights yeah. where I will just be on my phone and then finally put my phone down and go to sleep. I've been reading a book, been putting my phone down early, been reading a book. It has been great. I feel that's amazing. I feel better because of it. And remarkably, a lot of Sezhuvians have been doing it, too. Yeah. Yeah. There have so been. So you guys are doing it. Yeah, they're totally doing it. There have been folks all over Facebook uh, posting and sharing photos and talking about the stuff that they've done and some of it's stuff that they've made. Others, Other people are catching up on podcasts and things like that. Other people, like one person was like, I just laid on the ground and looked at, this, at the clouds. Like, Perfect. it's awesome. But yeah, keep doing it. I'm doing it. It makes it literally, I feel better. Already. Yeah. And I've only been doing it for seven days. I because I was down in Philadelphia, I also I listen to podcasts almost constantly. So I actually took them out for a little bit. I was like, you don't need to constantly have something going in your head. Yeah. Just a little silence. And I took the puppy out and she had her first kind of runs in fields by herself. So I got a super long leash and we went out and we played fetch. And she laid in the grass in the sun. She loved it. That's awesome. And I've also been reading at night and just trying to be more aware of reflexively picking up my phone. Yeah. Or like, like oh, oh, did I just open it again for no reason? Totally. Or I will be on it and be like, wait, why am I pissing myself off right now? Do I need to yeah. be? Maybe I could not. Doesn't work a hundred percent of the time. Sometimes I just stay pissed. Right. But yeah, keep doing it, people. Share it up on Facebook. It's been awesome seeing that stuff roll in. Um, yeah, let us know and uh, keep it up. Says who you? We're running into yeah. fall, making it the best fall possible. I would just say to add something this week because not much. I like it's it. always cheap. Fifteen minutes and just be aware. Sometimes just try to make a note of when you're picking up your phone or opening up any social media. Just just kind of take a second and go, did I just do this reflexively? When was the last time I did this? Doesn't mean you have to stop or chastise yourself. Just be like, huh, what am I doing? Do I Is this what I'm meant to be doing? And sometimes just kind of making that, getting that uh, awareness of what you're, of what you're doing. I like it. I like it. I endorse it. All right, Dan, do we actually, do we get into the news now? Yeah, now we got to bring it all down. Let's do our job. Let's do our job. And Dan, I don't know, I don't know what Trump's been doing this week. Well, I will tell you what Trump's been doing and you tell me what the fuck is going on in England. How's that sound? All right. All right. Sounds good. So Maureen, the big thing this week, obviously, uh, is that a massive hurricane uh, came through uh, just off of the Florida coast. For anyone that is listening that has that is in the Bahamas or has friends and family that live in the Bahamas or are in Florida or anything like that, I hope you are well. It was a 
fucking nightmare of a hurricane. And um, Trump, I think, potentially rightfully, was supposed to go to Poland this weekend to mark the 80th anniversary of the Nazi invasion of Poland. And because this uh, hurricane was so massive, uh, you know, they said he's canceling his trip to Poland because he wants to monitor the hurricane. So, you know, one of those moments where it's like, oh, maybe the guy... Maybe the guy did something right. He sent Mike Pence to Poland. He went to Camp David uh, to monitor the hurricane. I'm not sure why he always goes to Camp David when there's a hurricane, but maybe there's some reason for that. Uh, But hey, guess what, Maureen? What? When given the option of doing the right thing or doing a thing that he fucking wants to do, guess which one he chose? Hmm... I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. it's hard. But mm-hmm. uh, canceled the trip to Poland to mark the 80th anniversary of the Nazi invasion. Mm. Because there's a hurricane coming. He ends right. up golfing two days at his club in Sterling, Virginia. Normally, that's a place that he would drive to because it's not it's actually not that far outside of D.C. But because he was at Camp David, he flew fucking Marine One to go golfing. Sure. Yeah. And also just spent basically the rest of the weekend shit posting. Uh, you know, b- grudges against everyone, including like um Deborah Messing. Yeah, I thank saw that. You. Like dredge dredging up some old feud with actress Deborah Messing, like just this historically huge hurricane coming down, fucking destroying the Bahamas, threatening Florida, and the dude is just fucking golfing and shitposting. Yep. He was given a chance uh, by press to even say something on Sunday, uh, something presidential about Poland. He was asked, Mr. President, do you have a message? This is, of course, him, you know, standing in front of a fucking helicopter. Do you have a message for Poland on the 80th anniversary of the Second World War? Trump answers, I do have a great message for Poland, and we have Mike Pence, our vice president, is just about landing right now, and he is representing me. I look forward to being there soon, but I just want to congratulate Poland. It's a great country with great people. We also have many Polish people in our country. It could be eight million. We love our Polish friends, and I will be there soon. Right. I would like to congratulate Poland. For being invaded by the Nazis 80 years ago. Here's the thing. Dan, I don't. I just. Okay. This shit has become so normal. Do you remember 300 years ago when this presidency started and the refrain was like, we can't let this feel normal. This can't be normal. You know, blah, blah, blah. It is so fucking normal. And yet there are moments where you kind of pop out and you realize just how remarkably fucked up it all is. I guess that the human brain must find equilibrium and make it normal. But at the same time, we can then adjust our attitude towards it. And. Yeah. Like it. Be our responsiveness towards it. But Dan, I I, (sighs) have you ever been in one of those, like a science museum exhibit, 
about color. There's one at the Museum of Science and Industry uh, in here in Chicago where you go into this cube and you can adjust the uh, you can adjust the ambient lighting in the cube so that it's all red or all green or that sort of thing. And you spend enough time in there and your eyes compensate. Right. Things don't look like you are standing in a fully green room anymore. You begin to, um, you know, your brain begins to make adjustments and and all of that. And that is exactly like and, and then you step you step outside and you look and you're like, wow, that was super green. It didn't feel that green. Like that is the world we live in now. We are in this like remarkably green room that our brains have fully fully compensated for and it isn't until we step outside of it that we can see just how green it is yeah speaking of remarkably fucked up things and trump's properties maureen uh attorney general william barr washington post revealed that he has booked a 200 person family party at trump's hotel in dc uh, the Trump's price uh, party's price tag includes four thousand five hundred dollars to rent the Ivanka Trump designed ballroom. I'm sure, that's very nice. Mm. And at least a hundred dollar per person for food and drink, plus thirty five percent for tax and tip. The contract requires Barr to pay at least thirty one thousand five hundred dollars, even if he ends up canceling the event. Why the fuck not, Dan? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, well, you might say, boy, that sounds like uh, he's trying to curry favor with the president. But you will be glad to know that a Justice Department ethics official were consulted. Granted, he's mm. their boss, but they were consulted right. and they determined that, quote, the hotel was not made the was not made to curry favor with the president. They determined the ethics rules do not prohibit him from hosting his annual party at the Trump hotel. Right. Because that's the thing, Maureen. It's all about what the rules say. Sure. And how you can get, get around it. It's totally fine. He's also not the only Trump official booking at Trump clubs because Mike Pence was sent to Poland so that Trump could, spend his weekend closely monitoring the hurricane on the golf course and through Twitter. Mm. And on his way back, Pence stopped in Ireland to have uh, meetings with Irish leaders in Dublin. But Maureen, instead of staying in Dublin, he stayed at Trump's golf club in Duneburg, which is 150 miles away from Dublin. Right. Meaning it's an hour drive to an airport and then 40 minutes by plane. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, so the best thing is there has been sort of a a winding series of explanations as to why he's done that. The first was simply that Trump suggested it and that but didn't didn't require it. Uh, we know from Michael Cohen's testimony that that's exactly how Trump tells anyone to do anything. Right. Like it's always just a suggestion. Uh, That didn't fly. And so then uh, a little bit later in the day yesterday, Trump's people said that Pence had a distant relative that ran a pub in the in the town. Which seems great, like just fire up Ancestry dot com. Eventually, aren't we all distant relatives? Uh Um, And then. uh this morning or late last night, the White House issued a release saying that the it was solely a decision by the vice president uh, 
and that at no time did POTUS direct the vice president to stay at his own resort. So was that... That's fine, Dan. It's fine. Seems fine. Sure. Seems fine. Uh, Meanwhile, the only sort of actual presidential thing that Trump seems to have done was uh, there was an explosion at a launch site in Iran. And so he had a briefing and then he tweeted out a photo of the launch pad uh, from that briefing. Sending a bunch of national security experts to remark that we have never publicly released any surveillance photo at the resolution that he released because we've never admitted we have satellites that can produce it. That seems like kind of the dumb shit I would do if I were president. Like, that's like why I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. That, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah. It's stupid, but yeah. it's it's part of the reason I'm not in that office. And <laughs> oh. it's just one of those like there is a remarkable NPR article that they get like two or three different like survey like national security surveillance experts who are like, not only is this a higher resolution photo than we knew was what then was publicly acknowledged was possible, but we actually don't know how they took this photo. Because there's something about the where like the resolution is too high, they would think for a satellite because of the way the atmosphere uh, fucks with with things at a 10 centimeter resolution. But they're also saying like the angle is wrong for a drone. And so, yeah, it um, it's awesome. It's great. Good job, everyone. Do you remember when it was like worried that like Hillary Clinton would share classified information or whatever? Remember it's when he times. remember when he would just invite Russians into the Oval Office and tell them about, you know, yeah. secret missions that were going on and compromising yeah. operatives in the field and probably getting them killed. Those were the good old days. Now he'll just tell everyone or, on Twitter. Or when he was having dinner with foreign leaders at his, you know, in Mar-a-Lago and showing his phone and Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, There's also been a bit of a change of staffing at the White House. Longtime personal aide to Donald Trump, Madeline Westerholt, quit abruptly on Thursday after it leaked that she had had an off-the-record dinner with reporters where she, first, bragged to them that she had a better relationship with Trump than his own daughters, uh, both Ivanka and Tiffany. Checks out. I mean, reasonable. Yeah. Also said that Trump couldn't pick Tiffany out of a crowd. Believe it. Totally believe it. And he said that the president doesn't like being in pictures with Tiffany because he perceives her as being overweight. Horrific. But believable. Completely believable that that is what he would say. And that that not only is it believable that that's what he would say, it's completely believable that he would say that Instead of what it actually is, which is, I don't like her. Dan, that's all terrible. It is all terrible, Maureen. And But the nice thing is, clearly, all the terribleness is contained to the United States, and there's nothing else going on anywhere that is, uh, that is nuts. Are you setting me up, Dan? I am. Are you going to hit it? 
Are you going to hit it? Says Huvia. And just lobbed a softball at you. This week in the United Kingdom is a spicy meatball. And I will be your completely unqualified American guide to what the fuck is going on in Parliament this week. Thank God. I feel like I, I need all of it. I feel like I should get theme music for that. All right. Now, this is very complicated, and I've tried to streamline this as much as possible because there are lots of branches off of this and lots of facts yeah. and lots of laws and conditions and things certainly that I don't know. I've been following pretty closely. So I'm just going to give the b yeah. basic definitions. Brexit is England or sorry, the United Kingdom leaving the European Union, which is this thing yeah. that was voted in a referendum three years ago in June. It yeah. was their Trump moment. They put this weird thing out there. It was put out by the conservative party. There, are, in fact, it, it it was sort of the harbinger of our Trump. It was. Moment. Now, the really brief and rough sketch of this is in the United Kingdom. There's more than two parties. We technically have more than two. But they actually have more floating around. There's conservatives, yeah. which are roughly the Republicans. There is Labour, which is roughly the Democrats, a little more left-leaning. There's the Lib Dems, which is more central. There's the Scottish National Party, the SNP. There's there's lots of parties. There's the Greens. There's the there's something called the DUP, which is the which is an Irish party, which is super hardcore, kind of super right wing, and a bunch of others. There's actually a lot of parties. And the way you so you vote for your MP, you vote for your local person. And basically, whichever party has the most gets to form a government. When there was no majority, as there was no majority, you basically, the different factions combine together until there's a party large enough to form a government. So the conservatives joined with the DUP and... That was so they have a very, very narrow majority. They're basically just holding on. All right. Got good so far? I'm I'm there. All right. I'm here with you. Three years ago, the referendum happened and people were like, they voted Brexit. A lot of people did it as a protest vote or really not knowing what it was, or just like, this is a dumb thing that'll never happen, but it was voted in. The conservatives put the vote forward basically to shut up the more right-wing part of their party. They're like, we'll put this dumb vote forward. No one will ever vote for it. Oh, shit, they vote for it. Now we've got to do this thing that we all know is a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> and we have no idea how to do it. None. Zero. When it was voted in, the, the prime minister was like, who had put the vote forward, was like, okay, see ya, I'm leaving, and immediately left office. <laughs> Yeah, like just like out. Like he put on his hat, like he saw the vote come in and he put on his hat and picked up a little like cartoon suitcase and went out a window. All right. Now, Brexit started. There was like, imagine like this is a game where you have a timer. The game only officially starts when you start the clock. And the clock right. is a thing called Article 50. When you turn Article 50 on, that's the. And it gave them two years from that point. They triggered Article yeah. 52 years ago and it went uh, and the clock went off. I believe it was in April. So this is when we were doing this before. It was like the clock, the clock, tick, tick, tick. They have to decide. Well, 
It came right down to the wire and they got an extension until Halloween. So this is where our- Just to make it extra spooky. This is where our story begins. The deadline is coming on Halloween. They have tried to vote through a deal. It failed three times and and Prime Minister Theresa May left, having tried to get this deal through three times. And as we discussed on a previous episode, it's not like they tweaked the deal between vote failures. They just voted the same on the same deal three times. She kept bringing it forward and was like, this is the best that we've got. So if we don't vote for this, we're going to go into no deal. Now, an important distinction is that there's this thing called no deal, which literally means that there's no deal. Brexit will still happen, but without any deals or anything in place. No deal was this distant, crazy thing that no one ever thought would happen. No deal means that on the day of Brexit, if it happens, if it goes through, no one knows basically what the fuck comes next. All right. Now the super fast version of what's happening. The deadline, October 31st. There's a new prime minister, Boris Johnson. Last week, he went to the queen and did something called proroguing. Proroguing is an official thing that dismisses parliament. They do it frequently at the end of a session when they're going to introduce new legislation. But she went to the queen and said, I want you to prorogue parliament, which means that after... So they have just the time between now and the 31st of October. They're in session right now. They would stop being in session in a couple days. And then he's basically saying, we're going on. I want us to go on vacation, like to go off until I think it's the 14th of October, the 5th. It's right before the deadline. In other words, right. Cutting off any time for more discussion, debate. Or figuring out because he knew that a legislation le- legislative answer was coming forward, and so he prorogued it. The queen had to approve it. Basically, it's her job to approve it. The last time we discussed this, which was with Hayes Brown, there was at least sort of an open question as to whether or not the queen would step in and stop all of this madness. And this seems like right. a moment that she could have done that, but instead. No, she didn't do anything instead. The queen pretty much never steps in. Right. She she technically, like it's a, all a technicality, but that that's not her job. It She just doesn't. Her job is to sort of do what parliament, what the government asks of her. And she is the official stamp. It's very weird, but she is the official last line of defense but she never actually take it would be extraordinary for her to take an independent action that's not her job the boris johnson went to her and said please prorogue government and her job is to basically say okay like it's here's the giant rubber stamp whether or not she agrees with it is irrelevant it's very weird but that's how it is um now what that meant was that he was cutting off debate they made excuses about it. They, oh, was this? We're just going, we're just going on to session, and we all. It was absolutely evident to everybody what was going on, and so Parliament finally and people are trying to stop Brexit. People are like people are just really trying to stop this trash fire. So yesterday, 
Parliament came back into session for the first time uh, with Par- Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, and, Bar- and Parliament did an extraordinary move. They put a vote on the floor to take control of their own agenda. Usually the government, Prime Minister, they would set the agenda and say what they're going to vote on. Parliament decided to take an extraordinary step and say, we want to take over and set the, set the agenda. And Boris Johnson came in. There was a battle on the floor. The first thing that happened that when Boris Johnson was speaking, one of the Tory or sorry, the conservative, it's the same thing. Tory and conservative are the same thing. Uh, MPs dramatically crossed the floor, changed parties and sat on the other side of parliament. So that would be like someone in the middle of a Senate debate saying, I'm not a Republican anymore. I am now a Democrat. I'm going over. Well, and it was while a- he was giving a speech, right? Yeah. It was in the so middle it was of like Bar- during the state of the union address. Well, while Boris Johnson was standing up and giving this to set up for the votes of the day, this guy publicly left. That is wild. That's how it started. So with that move, Boris Johnson lost the majority in parliament. He only had one and and one person walked away. But it gets more dramatic as the day goes on. The day is full of these pretty dramatic debates, including a speech from this guy named Jacob Rees-Mogg, who has to be seen to be believed. (laughs) He is like a character, like a a cartoon of a British aristocrat. It's unbelievable. Just Google the name Jacob Rees-Mogg. Watch a video. I can't even tell you what it's like. (laughs) Um, uh, So anyway, that's a whole thing. There's a lot of this that I could just just point out and go, that in itself is a whole thing. So – at the end of the day, they had the vote. Boris Johnson lost. Parliament, with a solid majority of, a, uh, I think it was, I think the key number was like 25 people rebelled, and they're called the Tory rebels, and although they weren't all Tory, and they voted to this to make this move in Parliament today where Parliament could set their own agenda, which means that today, Wednesday as we're recording, they're going to bring forward a motion that says... If there's no that um, Boris Johnson must go to Brussels and ask for an extension, which he has resolutely said he will not do. He really they really kind of want no deal now. It's weird. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, like Boris Johnson saying he's had all this progress with the EU, that they've had all these wonderful talks. And the EU is very like, sir, this is an Arby's like there's been no (laughs) talks. And even conservative newspapers are like, yeah, we these talks are a sham. Like we found out that there are no changes. Nothing has happened. He's just literally making it up. They're just lying. So um, Boris Johnson said, if you vote against me, I will throw you out of the party. And last night he threw out 25 people. They, as it's, it's said that they lost the whip. This includes, as the news keeps breathlessly saying over and over, Winston Churchill's grandson, who, according to my husband, is a real fucking piece of work, but <laughs> but did vote on the right side this time. But like, he's like, that guy is not great. But <laughs> all of these people, including the guy that's called the father of the house, who's been there for 49 years and is like the longest serving parliamentarian and has been like, it's he has been thrown out of his party by Boris and Johnson. And so 
I mean, doesn't that only make his majority or his like one time majority, which was a one person majority now, isn't it a negative 26 person? Well, I think what he was trying to do, and it's hard to tell if you're me, <laughs> but I think <laughs> what he was trying to do is st- get them to frighten them on the vote today to okay. say like, if you vote, you know, back, you know, maybe I'll let you back in or something like that. But I think most of them are like, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. You're crazy. Yeah. Um, because this is really getting very Trumpy and extreme. But like, again, like a smart Trump. That's scary. So this has become more and more radical, more and more dire. He doesn't. Boris Johnson does not give two shits. Ever, his fortunes are secure. He just doesn't want to look. He just has to deliver this super dumb thing. Yeah. And is actually taking all of the the nuclear options. He's like, oh, well, Theresa May couldn't get it done. I'll just hit all the buttons. I'll do all the crazy shit you're not supposed to do to force this through. <laughs> so today there will be a vote that says, you know, that if if they say he has to go to Brussels to ask for more time, he says he won't do it. So then he will say he will trigger a general election. Now, then here it gets a little complicated because Brent, <laughs> the UK has a thing called the um it's it's basically a law that says there can there has to be you can't just call an election when you want any more okay it used to be that par- prime minister could call an election it's this thing called the fixed terms parliament act which means it has to be every five years but if you want to call one a snap election you have to go to parliament and get them to vote on it and you need a two-thirds majority okay now you would think this is it would be what labor and everybody else wants because that's what they've said. They want to get rid of him. But they've said, we're going to block it because he's fucking around. He wants to have an election after all of this nonsense goes through. So right. we want to put something in place that says, okay, you can have your election, but you have to ma- we have to make sure that you're committed to going to Brussels and doing what we say. Right, because I, I, like the timelines that I've seen have the quickest possible election that could be held, the election would be held on like October 30th. I think it's something like the 14th or something like that. But it's something that the way it would be set up time-wise is that it would just fuck around just enough that no, that, that not, not only would no deal go through, but then it would make it seem like it was someone else's fault and not Boris Johnson's. Right. It's very fiddly. It's very like it's it's a little chess like and it's fiddly, but it may. So now it really is like a very it's very gamesmanshipy what's happening. And listening to parliamentary debate is very interesting because the style is different. The content feels different. It feels it's crazy what's going on there, but it does feel more elevated, certainly yeah. than what happens here. Um but the truth is that what's happening this week in Parliament is really historic. Um, and there are massive protests and people are desperately trying to stop Brexit and they're really trying to stop no deal Brexit because it would be so catastrophic. I mean, just the the economy will be gutted, shortages of, you know, fuel, medicine and food, businesses leaving. It, the people that are pushing this through really and a war breaking out again possibly in ireland like 
This is unbelievable stuff. And it's crazy stuff they're pushing through for a crazy base. Just like here in the US, we're like, we're going to build a wall. And everyone's like, that's a really dumb idea. (laughs) This is their wall. This is, but it's really happening. And it's very destructive. What the fuck is going to happen next? Like, so they have grabbed control of the government from the prime minister Mm -hmm. with the goal of forcing an extension yes when do we know if that happens uh well they'll vote on that today and then but boris johnson is saying he won't go but it's the law that he has to go so what happens next is confusing because this is the whole thing about calling an election because he'll try to block this right he'll throw everything he can at it and the other side is going to try to block that so we have to see what happens Meanwhile, as far as I could tell, the EU was still like, sir, this is an Arby's. Like, the EU was still just sitting there like, okay. <laughs> this must be doing wonders for the value of the pound. The pound has plummeted. The I pound has, guess. The pound took a beating the day that Brexit was voted through, and it has never really recovered. Yeah. Um, But to give you some sense the pound used to be when i when i first started going it was over two dollars to a pound and certainly about the time because i've spent a lot of time in england my husband's english i was was there all the time um usually it was at least 1.5 it was often around 1.8 yeah i feel like every time i've ever gone it's been either two dollars or 1.8 1.8 was 1.7 1.8 was usually around where it sat 1.5 1.5 was like, hey, this is pretty good for me. It hit 1.3 once, and I was like, I was just throwing money in the air, like, oh, buy everything. Everything is free. Right now, it is just, yesterday, it dipped under 1.2. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's under 1.2, and if this all tanks out, I am I would assume that if there's a no deal, it will hit parity with a dollar or even maybe just dip a little bit below before coming back up. Jesus Christ. But right now it's about one, two. It's been hanging out about one, two. uh, And it went just, just below that. Sazuvians in the UK, our hearts go out to you. Fucking nightmare. Nightmare. And the people, the people that it will hit the worst, you know, are obviously like a lot of the people that voted for it. Yeah, it's I mean, that same, again is the same fucking the same thing. thing. Yeah, it's right? always the yeah. same fucking. And of course, a bunch of rich assholes who will remain rich and have already moved their business interests elsewhere right. so that all their bases are covered. So they will be fine. <sighs> they will be fine. They always are. But always. yeah, food, food and medicine shortages. Jesus Christ. And a lot of this is all based <sighs> in racism, like, and just xenophobia like uh coming over here taking our jobs taking our hamsters you know like right that sort of stuff oh we're being bossed around by brussels you know the eu is this product of the end of of the of world wars right you know it was i'm not saying it's perfect or anything like that but it no it was a creation of a peacetime and it didn't within itself create more peace and what this is all about is xenophobia and this weird we're taking it back right you're taking what back dickhead same <laughs> thing here we're taking it back what are you doing you're you're shooting yourself in the dick <laughs> so 
and it's very little Englander. It's very like uh, na- it's it's nationalist. It's a nationalist movement right. like we have here. It's all Brit. It's all British nationalism. I mean, the thing that is. By the right? way, there like, ha- there has been a first vote. And. In the initial vote, uh, MPs back Brexit delay bill in the first vote. So yeah. uh, they're debating um, some amendments chosen by the speaker, who is a man named John Burkow, who is, again, look him up. Uh, he's amazing. Also, I just really want to recommend a YouTube series called TLDR News. It is incredibly well done. They make all these cool explainer videos that are often, anim- they have graphics, they're great. They're very well researched. They they do a lot of very consi- and they have things on different subjects like explain the Irish backstop. What is Brexit? What happened in Parliament today? And they're really really well done. So if you want to learn wow. more about Brexit and the stuff that's happening, TLDR videos. Um, oh, then there's this whole thing about things going to the House of Lords and you know elections. Like that, this is just the House of Commons. Then there's this whole this House of Lords part, which is confusing. So it's going to be quite a week. But so far, the MPs are backing the bill to block yeah. no-deal Brexit. It's going to just continue. The long and short of it is this week is continued to be absolutely bananas. Hang on to your butts. I mean, England really is. I know I just talked for a long time, everyone, but it was um, fascinating. Listen to many hours of parliamentary debate. Um and just seeing what's going on there, again, it's it's this nationalist movement that we're living through a bad time. And it it obviously it's good to watch it there. It's good to watch what's happening in another country because it makes you feel you can watch it with a more with a little distance and go ah, uh, like you don't have that visceral reaction, yeah. so you can react better and think like, oh, what can we do here? What's happening there? What what are people doing? Yeah. So it's kind of helpful us also to be like, we, you suck too. We all, right. yeah, it's not just us. You're being stupid today. We are in the midst of this kind of nationalistic moment in time. And the logic of it is, is dictating. And it's very hard in the midst of that logic. But you can, if you can look over the ocean and see it, you do recognize that this shit is dead end, right? Like it is not sustainable. But the ultimate question right now is how much damage is it going to inflict before it finally runs its obvious course out? And the answer is probably a lot. But it is so clear that this is that this logic pattern is not going to be able to hold its own weight up in the long run. Also, wherever you go, whatever you're doing, fight nationalism fight Nazis, fight racism, just make it a lifestyle. That's Indeed. what these years have taught us. Not yeah. just a thing that you do on occasion when you think about it. Right. Fit it into your day, into everything yeah. that you do. It's not a thing to passively wait out. You know no. what? I'm going to tell one good story about going to Catholic school. One day, I hear it. one of a cool nuns, our music teacher, Sister Marianne, lovely lady, um, was passing through the lobby and my friend Stacy was like just kind of mouthing off to her. Like just just like we would say, you know, she's like, hey sister, how often do you have to pray? And Sister Marianne took it all in her stride and said, Oh girls, I pray all the time. My whole life's a prayer. And it always stuck with me. I was like, good answer. 
But I mean, <laughs> she just made like her whole life. She's like, my whole life's a prayer. And I was like, that's actually really good. I like that part. And if you make that, like, if you just make all, take all of this and make it your lifestyle, and it's hard to figure out how to do that. That means you do get in fights. Is it a, fighting this person effective? If I, but just, it has to be how, I don't know. It's how I feel now. It's that it's got to be how you live and breathe. Yeah, it is. But it is also important to breathe sometimes. Right, because what the what Trump is saying day to day now, honestly, does not fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Let him talk. Let him run on like yeah. a set of chattering teeth. We actually know now it it means something, but you don't have to listen because it's like you know you know what you right. know what he's saying. The the micro is noise. You zoom out a bit and you see you see the picture. You know, um, and that's certainly true with him, and that's why. Practice removing yourself for a little bit. And when I did that, I I looked back at some of Trump's tweets, having not followed them for a couple of days. And I was like, and my my actual sentence in my head was, are you still talking? Right. Yeah. (laughs) It removes a great deal of the of the power that he holds to shut it down, to shut it out for a bit. Because it's not, it's not like he's saying something different. He hasn't learned, you know, it's not no. changing. It doesn't. No. F- so it matters, but it doesn't fucking matter because it's all it's like he's singing one note and you're like, oh, OK, you know, you're just doing your thing. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So says over the next week, keep up your 15. Be a little conscious of when you're picking it up. And make the best of what you've got right now. And I'm sorry I went on at such length about but this is really co- I mean it's like trying to explain a sport or something and then they to move the ball there and then the ball's there and then the, I don't know how I don't know how sports work so I don't That's know. basically how sports work I think. But says Hoovians, we thank you for sticking with us and for supporting us through our Patreon at patreon.com/sayswho a reminder that soon for folks supporting at the Town Watch level Amy Carter Shue will be doling out life advice on Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Yep. She's been reading the questions. Um, She's been telling me some really interesting thoughts that she's been having about them. Um, She she wears her glasses when she does. She takes notes. She's it's very. um, I appreciate she's, she's taking it seriously. She's taking it very, very seriously. That's good. That's good. You know who else takes things seriously? Ted Leo. And he has performed our theme music. Thank you, Ted Ted Leo. Ted Leo fights Nazis every day. He does. And he has. Our logo is designed by Darth. Thank you, Darth. Darth hates Nazis. Darth hates Nazis. Loves French fries, hates Nazis. The Darth story. Hell yeah. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash SaysWhoVians. There are a ton of folks sharing how they are spending their 15 minutes a day, and you should be one of them. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen 
And if you are in Chicago on October 8th, come to the American Writers Museum, where I will be in conversation with Annalie Newitz, who is touring her excellent new book. And if you are in Texas at the end of October, Maureen will be there for the Texas Book Festival, October 26th and 27th. Dan, I, I got something in my email today that was very exciting. What was it? They're, they're, so Let It Snow, the Netflix movie, is going to come out in November. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently there is a a Walmart special edition. What? Look, <laughs> I, like, I, I have no control over these things. But they sent me, it has a photo insert, like a color photo insert of pictures from the movie. Whoa. And it, it's something... When I saw that, I was like, oh, that feels like something I would buy. Like when you when you got the special thing with the photo in like, yeah, I was a little bit like, oh, man, it has a photo. It has color photos. It's like stills from the movie. And it just felt very um, it took me back to a place of like being a teenager, being a kid and seeing like photo inserts of that is amazing. It just felt very like, whoa. That's it's exciting. I'm going to be busy, says Huvia. You are. You gonna are. Reaching out from all kinds of, I'll be here. I'll be there. That's it. I like it. I'll be here and then I'll be there. There you go. And but right no, now you will hear, we will be here again next week, September 11th for our next episode. Yep. And we're working on our third year special. We sure are. That'll be the following week, September 18th. Yeah, Third we decided year anniversary special. It could have gone either way because of the dates, but I said to yeah. Dan, let's not do it on September 11th. Yeah, I just think seems that's good. just seems not, not so not a celebratory. Yeah. yeah, the actual third year, I believe, is the 14th of September. So we had we What's had to make a decision. Everything will be probably really fixed by September. It'll be 18th. fine. Yeah, we'll say Things our goodbyes, should... and that'll be that. Disneyland deck. Heck yeah. Dan, Heck it's going to be. Yeah. Sorry, Disney World. What am I saying? I don't know. Dan, when we go to Disney World, are we going to go to the Star Wars part? Yeah, we sure okay. are. It's open. Okay. I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited. We are. But for now, for my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. We're going to have a Dole Whip. Hell yeah, we are. Lots of Dole Whips. Haunted Mansion. <sighs> I'm wearing a Haunted Mansion shirt right now. Mickey Pop. Yeah, premium bar? Fuck yeah. Are we going to go to... Um, what's that big restaurant in Main Street? Uh, oh, the Crystal Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Have a character Have a character breakfast at the Crystal Palace. <sighs> just Sorry, I just needed to go there for a second. I just needed I to like mentally... It. Mentally go there. Always. Did you think I was going to do Blue Apron just then? Or did you? Oh, no. No. Were you? No. No. I thought we were just talking about Disney. Right. Because I'm going to do it now because Blue Apron special. God damn it. I'm not. I'm not going to do that to you, Dan. Good. Just, special. Say, just say your name. Just say your name. Brexit special. You get done. a Blue Apron box. It's got nothing in it. <laughs> this episode is approximately four hours long, so it's time to wrap it up. Have fun editing. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And this has been Says Who. And it looks like 
Yes, it looks like the government's been defeated again, so. Cool. We'll see.